0: So I value my health and wellness because you need this physical temple in order to be able to do all the things that you need to do so you can't neglect your physical wellness, you can't neglect the things that your body needs. There's nothing I could do to make something happen faster than God wanted to happen for me. Okay, that's essentially what it means. You're listening to the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. If you are listening to this episode, I highly recommend that you head on over to my YouTube channel because this episode is just going to be a conversation. Like the title says, a raw conversation. I do have some stuff that I planned to talk about, but this ain't one of those episodes where I ain't gonna say I'll be doing the most, but then again, maybe I do do the most, and that's okay. <laughs> but I'm just showing up, right? Today, I didn't wanna hit y'all with nothing that I usually hit y'all with because I, like I talk about all the time on this podcast, authenticity matters the most. And I gotta keep it a hundo with y'all. I'm tired. I am tired. I'm tired uh, emotionally and physically, but I still wanted to show up and have a conversation because I think that there's value in you understanding that it's okay to show up even when you're tired, that showing up when you're tired is going to look very different than showing up when you are at your full-fledged energy. So I think, I mean, if you want to listen to it, it's fine. I love you. I love that y'all still listen to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, but also come on over to YouTube. Come on, show YouTube some love. Um, I have come over here and I am makeup free today. I You know, we we just showing up how we show up, okay? And what's in my mug today? Because one thing we're not going to do is skip that coffee, baby. You heard me. (laughs) I have a Starbucks mug on deck, and we have the vanilla cream puff from the donut shop that we are drinking. So I want to just talk to you about a couple of things, right? And before we get into it too deep, what I want to say is... There's an internal war that I think a lot of women go through. Well, there's several internal wars, but one internal war that I think a lot of women go through, especially if you are a kingdom creative, an executive director, C-suite executives, CEOs looking for expansion, like women that are ambitious and own their own businesses or work in high level positions in their job And you are like a visionary. There is this internal war that you may be struggling with where society and people of the past are telling you that you have to show up this way. This is the way to show up. But you want to show up a different way. You want to show up with your heart out. You want to show up as your most authentic self. And so that's my struggle pretty consistently in life, right? Showing up how the experts say you need to show up. (laughs) And so the training, all the training that I have had says that I'm supposed to show up and not use words like chow and, you know, don't excessively use words like sis and all of that. And I do understand that wholeheartedly, but the purpose of not using that type of language is to distinguish yourself. And the reality is you can be a person of value. You can be a person who can help women get to their next without having to compromise who you are and how you speak. Right. And so there's this war that I've been battling with internally surrounding this. And if you're listening to this and you fall into one of those categories where you are a kingdom creative, you are a C-suite executive or leader, you are a CEO looking to expand her business. If you fall into one of those categories, my guess is you also struggle With that same war. Well, in the meetings, I'm supposed to show up like this, but that's not how I want to show up. And so I'm giving you today this very raw version of me. Like, because I do think that you can do both, right? I am well-versed in a lot of things. I am an expert on a lot of things. I have built businesses. I have helped women build out theirs. I do live my abundant life and I've helped other women do that as well. But I'm also human. I am also human and I get to be Human. I get to be human. So I think that there's some value in having all of these roles, but also still being human. Because sometimes for people like me, that is what I need to see. I need to see that, yes, you've accomplished all these great things. You're this wonderful person. But if you cut your skin, you bleed too. If you skin your knee, You bleed too. I need to see your authenticity because it opens the door for me to say, oh, well, then I can do this. She's not some mystical creature who is getting everything done. And I can stop making excuses for myself. Well, she had all this help. Well, she did all these things. Well, people help her do this. Well, this is how she, I don't need those excuses because She has experienced the reality that I either will experience when I'm in the process or that I am experiencing now. And so when you can show up in your most raw version of you and present that to people, I think that's a gift. So something that I said I was going to talk about on my stories this week that I didn't talk about was being diagnosed with high blood pressure. Right. Because that's kind of the headspace that I've been in lately, uh, addressing like going to the doctor, addressing health stuff and different things like that. And I know that not a lot of women talk about this. And I think that more of us should talk about this because it's important it's really important. So I had my son five years ago, and probably two to three days after I had him, I ended up back in the hospital in the ICU for shortness of breath. I was having a lot of trouble breathing. My blood pressure was extremely elevated. And so I was in ICU for about a week, little over a week. I was diagnosed with postpartum preeclampsia. And I didn't even know that was a thing, right? I, I had no clue what preeclampsia was. But the whole time that I was pregnant. My doctor was like running tests because I was having symptoms of preeclampsia, but there was nothing that was showing up on the tests that was actually confirming that I had preeclampsia and so I ended up with postpartum preeclampsia so I had to be separated from my kids from my family like right after giving birth and I would not wish that on anybody it was very miserable and I honestly was triggered being in the hospital because my dad was in the hospital and he was in ICU and so when I was checked in I can remember very vividly uh them reading all my items and me being like terrified like oh my god i could die they're reading off the items that i came in here with because if i die they have to give that stuff to my family and it was something y'all it was really something like um it was hard i knew that on some level i would make it out of there. But realistically, I I didn't know how. I didn't know how. And I was by myself a couple of those nights. And that felt really miserable because I had just been in the hospital the week before for having my son. And everything was so happy. And people came to see me. And nobody came to see me in the hospital when I went back except like you know my parents and stuff like that um like really really close loved ones and that was hard too because I had to like make my peace with that and I was like on drugs having to trust the nurses when they inject and stuff and so point being my body never fully recovered from having my son and I walked away with high blood pressure and that was was something because i was only 30 i was only 30 and it took me a long time to accept probably like a year before i accepted the fact like girl you have high blood pressure and you need to get some medicine and it was so hard because my dad passed away from congestive heart failure so again everything was like just a blur i didn't even talk about being in the hospital until a year after I had been in the hospital. That's when I finally broke down in therapy and talked about it. And what's funny is a year after I was in the hospital, I was speaking at Mercedes Samudio. Shout out to you, girl love you. If you happen to listen to this podcast episode, I was speaking at her conference and I got the reminder on Snapchat that was like, this is where you were a year ago. So I had documented my journey because I knew that I was going to come out on the other side, but I didn't know what the other side was going to look like. And I was so happy that I did that because it really, I think, brought tears to my eyes to be like, oh my God, I'm speaking on stages now. And a year ago, I didn't know whether I was going to die or be like, I didn't know what was going to come of me when I got out of the hospital. Right. Cause you know, like, yeah, you have that hope that you're going to get better. You have the hope that you're going to leave, but you don't really know for sure. There's like this small percentage that you could not leave. And I'm just trying to be real with y'all today. Like this is raw as it gets. Okay. And so after that, I can remember like my family members finding out like, oh yeah, you have high blood pressure and so many people taking that for granted. And I'm like, do y'all know if you listen to this, like, do you know what high blood pressure means? Like, it doesn't really take much, like once you have one of these chronic illnesses, if you don't take care of yourself, you push yourself into worse illnesses. And that's a reality that I was familiar with, but I was struggling to accept it. And so when I would talk to people about having high blood pressure, they would be like, oh yeah, you just need to change your diet. You just need to eat right. You need to work out. You need to, and Part of the reason I was so pissed about having high blood pressure was, of course, because I was young, but also because I do eat good, (laughs) right? Like, I do have a burger and a chicken sandwich and fries. Sometimes I do. But for the most part, I eat whole foods, right? And I don't overindulge very often, you know, and I work out all the time. So I was just like super frustrated with people stereotyping my lifestyle based on an illness that I was diagnosed with, which really wasn't even my fault, right? Because the reason why I got it was genetics. I have genetics on both sides that predispose me to heart stuff. So being genetically predisposed to heart conditions, and then the final trauma that my body went through was giving birth. Giving birth was very hard on my body at 30 years old. And I never imagined that, you know, these are things like people don't tell you, they tell you like, no, you can't get pregnant or you shouldn't get pregnant when you are a teenager. And you shouldn't get pregnant too young. You need to wait to get married and all this other stuff. But then by the time you get married, if you like 35, 40, then you may be struggling to have kids because you are considered a geriatric patient, like so many things. And I wasn't quite at the geriatric pregnancy level just yet, because I think that's like 33 or 35, I forget. But so side note, if you are not pregnant, you don't. you're not trying to get pregnant right now freeze your eggs. I tell people that all the time, freeze your eggs. I work with an online clinic for women. And I think that that's the best advice that you could give someone who's young. If you have that option, freeze your eggs until you're ready. Even if you don't know if you want to have kids. Okay. Back to this point. Meet me poolside in Arizona? You're tired of feeling alone and trapped in a cycle of mediocrity. You're tired of constantly juggling all the things to work in a job where you have no control over the work you do. And if one more person tells you just how easy it is to manifest your dreams, you are going to scream. You don't wanna keep complaining because you know you're really blessed but you just feel really miserable where you are and terrified to take the first step. That's why we're here. We're the Million Collective Inc. and we're gonna help you ditch your notebook and launch your project in as little as three months. It's time to unlock the boldest version of you. No more million dollar ideas trapped in your notebooks or in the notes section of your phone. Deep down, you know you've got the genius, the tenacity, and the boldness to bring this project to life. But right now, the path there feels clouded with self-doubt. You want a clear step-by-step strategy to make this project a reality. You want to connect with other bold dreamers just like you. You want a launch strategy that leaves people ecstatic about your project release date, and you wanna escape hustle culture knowing the work that you do makes a difference. We're looking to partner with you. Join 24K Vision, a 90-day accelerator for audacious visionaries to ditch their notebooks and launch their project. Need the quick details? 90 days of support, accountability, and hot seat consulting on our group calls, a four-day immersive, intimate weekend experience at the Andes Luxury Resort and Spa in Scottsdale, Arizona, six months of access to the 24K Club to connect with other audacious visionaries, access to our signature system, the Visionary Blueprint, and so much more. This is not just another program. It is a A blueprint and a launch strategy and we can't wait to partner with you to make your dreams a reality go ahead and click the link in the show notes or below this video to learn more so nobody tells you that there's all these risks at all these different ages I my daughter I had no complications with my daughter I didn't have any random tests during my pregnancy or anything like that. Pregnancy went fine. Labor was definitely rough, but I believe that the doctors would say nothing out of the norm with her. And I had had her six years prior. So all of that to say that I was struggling with that, right? I was struggling because I'm so young, but I also really value my health and wellness as you know, because you listen to this podcast all the time. So I value my health and wellness because you need this physical temple in order to be able to do all the things that you need to do. So you can't neglect your physical wellness. You can't neglect the things that your body needs. But it is also extremely hurtful. To hear people make assumptions about you just because you have a diagnosis, whether that is a mental health diagnosis or a physical diagnosis, like most people don't make a choice to say like, hey, I'm going to neglect this and end up with the diagnosis. Like, no, they don't do that on purpose. They do it because there are habits that were built that whether they know about or don't know about or don't know how to stop doing the thing like no one is doing all of this stuff on purpose you just kind of take some things for granted because you don't know any better and this is why I'm such an advocate for like including kids in certain conversations and keeping it age appropriate because kids need to know you got to take care of your body. You only get one body and I don't want to hand down toxic patterns and habits that I've learned that are now so challenging for my child to go back and reverse because i in, I helped to ingrain those patterns in her or in him so we have to be wise about that and so that's just kind of where i've been lately like prioritizing health and really just having these candid conversations with people about the words that we use the safety that we provide for people because another factor is if you fit into the category that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, then you already are at risk because Kingdom Creative, CEOs, C-suite execs, managers, people with that are visionaries with dreams and stuff like that, you have a lot of pressure on you. You have a lot of responsibility on you already. You handle a lot, you do a lot, you have a lot of people depending on you. So your stress levels are already elevated. So it's important. And even when I'm in my space where my mug is like half full and I'm like riding the struggle bus, I'm honest with my kids about that because it's important for my kids to see that mommy needed downtime too. It wasn't all about mommy just showing up, killing it 24 seven, but it also wasn't all about mommy being down and sad 24 seven. The truth is humans live somewhere in between. And when we can show people our authenticity and our vulnerability, we give them permission to pursue their dream, to pursue their abundant life, to make the mistakes that are necessary to keep going and to keep growing. So one of the things that I've adapted, I think I started saying this in the beginning of October, grace In my pace and grace, in my pace looks like I don't have to rush everything or go super hardcore with everything, which you know, I tell you guys that all the time. But again, that temptation to get in that cycle still comes up. But we don't hustle hard. We hustle responsibly over here. Yes, we do. I do practice what I preach. But grace in my pace means that there is nothing that I can do that is outside. There's nothing I could do to make something happen faster than God wanted to happen for me. Okay. That's essentially what it means. You can try and wear yourself out by faking the funk, by trying to have this fake energy on camera, on social media, in your meetings, in whatever. You can do that, but it still ain't gonna rush what God got planned, okay? It ain't gonna it, it ain't gonna, you can't, you can't rush what God has planned for you. This is why it's important to be honest, be honest about where you are, be honest about how you feel, be honest about where you're struggling, because that is when God's strength comes in, his supernatural strength comes in. That's where his grace comes in to carry you because you're honest about the struggle. When you come to the end of you, you give God permission to step in and do what he has been waiting to do this whole time. But if you think that you got it together, you in his way. And I don't know about you, but uh, my child could want me to cook dinner all she want. But if she in my way doing stuff in the kitchen, I wait until you sit down. I ain't that hungry. I got time. (laughs) And I feel like that's exactly what God says to us a lot of times. You're saying that you want me to do this. You're saying that you want me to come through. You're saying that you want me to make a way to whatever. But you in the kitchen though, but you, but you, but you in the kitchen, you're in the way, get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of your own way. So I'm so happy that you joined me for this candid conversation today. I'm not even going to do what I'm loving. I'm not going to do any of that. I am just sending you A lot of love, a lot of prayers, the grace of God go with you. The peace of God flow through you and all around you. I just pray that your day is amazing. That's what I'm going to leave you with because this was a candid combo and it's about as real as it gets. I love you. I'm so grateful for you being here. I'm so grateful for you being a faithful listener. I'm grateful that you meet me here each and every time. And I want to thank you for sharing this space with me. Bye.